Welcome to today's Triple Z. The Triple Z podcast is a daily program that you can use to help you fall asleep each night. Just turn down the volume, lay back, relax, and enjoy as you fall asleep. We saw that our podcast was topping the charts in Trinidad and Tobago. So we are going to read their Wikipedia entry. Let's learn about this interesting country in the dullest way possible. If you enjoy our program, please be sure to write us a review on your podcast platform and share us with a friend. You both might sleep just a little better at night. Our website is triple Z, that's three Z's dot media. You can also like and share our content on Facebook or our Instagram account ZZZ Media Podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by The Sleep Channel on Spotify. Trinidad and Tobago, officially the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago, is the southernmost island country in the Caribbean consisting of the main islands Trinidad and Tobago and numerous much smaller islands, it is situated 11 kilometers 6.8 miles off the coast of northeastern Venezuela and 130 kilometers 81 miles south of Grenada. It shares maritime boundaries with Barbados to the east, Grenada to the northwest, St. Vincent and the Grenadines to the north and Venezuela to the south and west. Trinidad and Tobago is generally considered to be part of the West Indies. The island country's capital is Port of Spain, while its largest and most populous city is San Fernando. The island of Trinidad was inhabited for centuries by indigenous peoples before becoming a colony in the Spanish Empire following the arrival of Christopher Columbus in 1498. Spanish Governor Jose Maria Chacon surrendered the island to a British fleet under the command of Sir Ralph Abercrombie in 1797. Trinidad and Tobago were ceded to Britain in 1802 under the Treaty of Amiens as separate states and unified in 1889. Trinidad and Tobago obtained independence in 1962, becoming a republic in 1976. Trinidad and Tobago has the fifth highest GDP per capita based on purchasing power parity PPP, in the Americas for a sovereign state after the United States, Canada, the Bahamas and Guyana as of 2022. It is recognized by the World Bank as a high-income economy. Unlike most Caribbean nations and territories, which rely heavily on tourism, the economy is primarily industrial with an emphasis on petroleum and petrochemicals. Much of the nation's wealth is derived from its large reserves of oil and natural gas. Trinidad and Tobago is well known for its African and Indian cultures, reflected in its large and famous carnival, Diwali, and Hosi celebrations, as well being the birthplace of steel pan, the limbo, and music styles such as calypso, soca, rapso, parang, chutney, and chutney soca. Historian E. L. Joseph claimed that Trinidad's indigenous name was Cary or Land of the Hummingbird, derived from the Arawak name for hummingbird, Uret or Uret. However, other authors dispute this etymology with some claiming that Cary does not mean hummingbird, Takusi or Takuchi being suggested as the correct word, and some claiming that Kairi or Yer simply means island. Christopher Columbus renamed it La Isla de la Trinidad, the island of the Trinity, fulfilling a vow made before setting out on his third voyage of exploration. Tobago's cigar-like shape, or the use of tobacco by the native people, may have given it its Spanish name, Cabaco, Tobacco, Tobacco, and possibly some of its other indigenous names, such as Alubra, Black Conch, and Europeana, Big Snail. 
Indo-Trinidadians called the island Trinidad or Trinidad in Trinidadian Hindustani, which translated to the land of sugar. The usage of the term goes back to the 19th century when recruiters in India would call the island Trinidad as a way of luring workers into indentureship on the sugar plantations. The islands that make up modern-day Trinidad and Tobago lie at the southern end of the Lesser Antilles group. Both Trinidad and Tobago were originally settled by indigenous people who came through South America. Trinidad was first settled by pre-agricultural archaic people at least 7,000 years ago, making it the earliest settled part of the Caribbean. Bonvari Trace in southwest Trinidad is the oldest attested archaeological site in the Caribbean, dating to about 5000 BC. Several waves of migration occurred over the following centuries, which can be identified by differences in their archaeological remains. At the time of European contact, Trinidad was occupied by various Arawakan-speaking groups including the Nepoya and Sepoya, and Caribbean-speaking groups such as the Yao, while Tobago was occupied by the island Caribs and Galibi. Trinidad was known to the native peoples as Yeri, land of the hummingbird. Christopher Columbus was the first European to see Trinidad on his third voyage to the Americas in 1498. He also reported seeing Tobago on the distant horizon, naming it Bellaforma, but did not land on the island. In the 1530s, Antonio de Sedino, a Spanish soldier intent on conquering the island of Trinidad, landed on its southwest coast with a small army of men, intending to subdue the indigenous population of the island. Sedino and his men fought the native peoples on many occasions and subsequently built a fort. The next few decades were generally spent in warfare with the native peoples until in 1592, the cacique, native chief, Guanawaner, also known as Guanaguaner, granted the area around modern St. Joseph to Domingo de Vera y Abarguen and withdrew to another part of the island. The settlement of San Jose de Orna was later established by Antonio de Berrio on this land in 1592. Shortly thereafter, the English sailor Sir Walter Raleigh arrived in Trinidad on March 22, 1595 in search of the long-rumored El Dorado, City of Gold, supposedly located in South America. He attacked San Jose, captured and interrogated Antonio de Berrio and obtained much information from him and from the cacique Topiawari, Raleigh then went on his way, and Spanish authority was restored. Meanwhile, there were numerous attempts by European powers to settle Tobago during the 1620-40s, with the Dutch, English and Coronians, people from the Duchy of Courland and Semigalia, now part of Latvia, all attempting to colonize the island with little success. From 1654, the Dutch and Courlanders managed to gain a more secure foothold, later joined by several hundred French settlers. A plantation economy developed based on the production of sugar, indigo and rum, worked by large numbers of African slaves who soon came to vastly outnumber the European colonists. Large numbers of forts were constructed as Tobago became a source of contention between France, Netherlands and Britain, with the island changing hands some 31 times prior to 1814, a situation exacerbated by widespread piracy. The British managed to hold Tobago from 1762 to 1781, whereupon it was captured by the French, who ruled until 1793 when Britain recaptured the island. The 17th century on Trinidad passed largely without major incident, but sustained attempts by the Spaniards to control and rule over the indigenous population was often fiercely resisted. In 1687, the Catholic Catalan Capuchin friars were given responsibility for the conversions of the indigenous people of Trinidad and the Guianas. 
they founded several missions in Trinidad, supported and richly funded by the state, which also granted encomienda right to them over the native peoples, in which the native peoples were forced to provide labor for the Spanish. One such mission was Santa Rosa de Arima, established in 1689, when indigenous people from the former encomiendas of Tacarigua and Arauca, Aruca, were relocated further west. Escalating tensions between the Spaniards and indigenous people culminated in violence in 1689, when indigenous people in the San Rafael encomienda rebelled and killed several priests, attacked a church, and killed the Spanish governor Jose de Leon Y. A. Scholes. Among those killed in the governor's party was Juan Mazian de Sotomayor, missionary priest to the Napuyo villages of Caura, Tacarigua, and Arauca. The Spanish retaliated severely, slaughtering hundreds of native peoples in an event that became known as the Arena Massacre. As a result, continuing Spanish slave raiding and the devastating impact of introduced disease to which they had no immunity, the native population was virtually wiped out by the end of the following century. During this period, Trinidad was an island province belonging to the Viceroyalty of New Spain together with Central America, present-day Mexico and what would later become the southwestern United States. In 1757, the capital was moved from San Jose de Orna to Porta de España, modern port of Spain, following several pirate attacks. However, the Spanish never made any concerted effort to colonize the islands. Trinidad in this period was still mostly forest, populated by a few Spaniards with a handful of slaves and a few thousand indigenous people. Indeed, the population in 1777 was only 1,400 and Spanish colonization in Trinidad remained tenuous. In 1777, the Captain General Luis de Anzaga Le Conciliateur, married to a French Creole, allowed free trade in Trinidad, attracting French settlers and its economy improved notably. Since Trinidad was considered underpopulated, Rome de Esti. Laurent, a Frenchman living in Granada, was able to obtain a cédula de population from the Spanish King Charles III on November 4, 1783. A cédula de population had previously been granted in 1776 by the king, but had not shown results, and therefore the new cédula was more generous. It granted free land and tax exemption for 10 years to Roman Catholic foreign settlers who were willing to swear allegiance to the King of Spain. The land grant was 30 fenegas, 13 hectares slash 32 acres, for each free man, woman and child and half of that for each slave that they brought with them. The Spanish sent a new governor, Jose Maria Chacon, to implement the terms of the new cédula. The cédula was issued only a few years before the French Revolution. During that period of upheaval, French planters with their slaves, free coloreds and mulattoes from the neighboring islands of Martinique, Saint Lucia, Grenada, Guadeloupe and Dominica migrated to Trinidad where they established an agriculture-based economy, sugar and cocoa. These new immigrants established local communities in Blanchisseuse, Champsfleurs, Paramine, Cascade, Carinage, and Laventille. As a result, Trinidad's population jumped to over 15,000 by the end of 1789, and by 1797 the population of Port of Spain had increased from under 3,000 to 10,422 in just five years, with a varied population of mixed-race individuals, Spaniards, Africans, French Republican soldiers, retired pirates, and French nobility. The total population of Trinidad was 17,718, of which 2,151 were of European ancestry, 
4,476 were free blacks and people of color, 10,009 were enslaved people and 1,082 indigenous people. The sparse settlement and slow rate of population increase during Spanish rule and even later during British rule made Trinidad one of the less populated colonies of the West Indies with the least developed plantation infrastructure. The British had begun to take a keen interest in Trinidad and in 1797 a British force led by General Sir Ralph Abercrombie launched an invasion of Trinidad. His squadron sailed through the Bocas and anchored off the coast of Chaguaramas. Seriously outnumbered, Chacon decided to capitulate to the British without fighting. Trinidad thus became a British crown colony with a largely French-speaking population and Spanish laws. British rule was later formalized under the Treaty of Amiens, 1802. The colony's first British governor was Thomas Picton, however his heavy-handed approach to enforcing British authority, including the use of torture and arbitrary arrest, led to his being recalled. British rule led to an influx of settlers from the United Kingdom and the British colonies of the Eastern Caribbean. English, Scots, Irish, German and Italian families arrived, as well as some free blacks known as Americans who had fought for Britain in the War of 1812 and were granted land in southern Trinidad. Under British rule, new states were created and the importation of slaves increased However, by this time support for abolitionism had vastly increased and in England the slave trade was under attack. Slavery was abolished in 1833, after which former slaves served an apprenticeship period. In 1837 Daga, a West African slave trader who had been captured by Portuguese slavers and later rescued by the British Navy, was conscripted into the local regiment. Daga and a group of his compatriots mutinied at the barracks in St. Joseph and set out eastward in an attempt to return to their homeland. The mutineers were ambushed by a militia unit just outside the town of Arima. The revolt was crushed at the cost of some 40 dead and Daga and his party were later executed at St. Joseph. The apprenticeship system ended on August 1, 1838 with full emancipation. An overview of the population statistics in 1838, however, clearly reveals the contrast between Trinidad and its neighboring islands. Upon emancipation of the slaves in 1838, Trinidad had only 17,439 slaves with 80% of slave owners having enslaved fewer than 10 people each. In contrast, at twice the size of Trinidad, Jamaica had roughly 360,000 slaves. After the African slaves were emancipated, many refused to continue working on the plantations, often moving out to urban areas such as Laventille and Belmont to the east of Port of Spain. As a result, a severe agricultural labor shortage emerged. The British filled this gap by instituting a system of indentureship. Various nationalities were contracted under this system, including Indians, Chinese, and Portuguese. Of these, the East Indians were imported in the largest numbers, starting from May 1, 1845, when 225 Indians were brought in the first ship to Trinidad on the Fatal Razak, a Muslim-owned vessel. Indentureship of the Indians lasted from 1845 to 1917, during which time more than 147,000 Indians came to Trinidad to work on sugarcane plantations. Indentureship contracts were sometimes exploitative to such an extent that historians such as Hugh Tinker were to call it a new system of slavery. Despite these descriptions, it was not truly a new form of slavery as workers were paid, contracts were finite, 
and the idea of an individual being another's property had been eliminated when slavery was abolished. In addition, employers of indentured labor had no legal right to flog or whip their workers. The main legal sanction for the enforcement of the indenture laws was prosecution in the courts, followed by fines or, more likely, jail sentences. People were contracted for a period of five years with a daily wage as low as 25 cents in the early 20th century and they were guaranteed return passage to India at the end of their contract period. However, coercive means were often used to retain laborers and the indentureship contracts were soon extended to 10 years from 1854 after the planters complained that they were losing their labor too early. In lieu of the return passage, the British authorities soon began offering portions of land to encourage settlement and by 1902, more than half of the sugar cane in Trinidad was being produced by independent cane farmers, the majority of which were Indians. Despite the trying conditions experienced under the indenture system, about 90% of the Indian immigrants chose, at the end of their contracted periods of indenture, to make Trinidad their permanent home. Indians entering the colony were also subject to certain crown laws which segregated them from the rest of Trinidad and Tobago's population, such as the requirement that they carry a pass with them if they left the plantations and that if freed, they carry their free papers or certificate indicating completion of the indenture period. Few Indians settled on Tobago, however, and the descendants of African slaves continued to form the majority of the island's population. An ongoing economic slump in the middle to late 19th century caused widespread poverty. Discontent erupted into rioting on the Roxborough Plantation in 1876 in an event known as the Belmana Uprising after a policeman who was killed. The British eventually managed to restore control, however, as a result of the disturbances Tobago's Legislative Assembly voted to dissolve itself and the island became a crown colony in 1877. With the sugar industry in a state of near collapse and the island no longer profitable, the British attached Tobago to their Trinidad colony in 1889. In 1903, a protest against the introduction of new water rates in Port of Spain erupted into rioting, 18 people were shot dead, and the Red House, the government headquarters, was damaged by fire. A local elected assembly with some limited powers was introduced in 1913. Economically, Trinidad and Tobago remained a predominantly agricultural colony alongside sugarcane, the cacao, cocoa, crop also contributed greatly to economic earnings in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. In November 1919, the dock workers went on strike over bad management practices, low wages compared to a higher cost of living. Strike breakers were brought in to keep a minimum of goods moving through the ports. On December 1, 1919, the striking dock workers rushed the harbor and chased off the strike breakers. They then proceeded to march on the government buildings in Port of Spain. Other unions and workers, many with the same grievances, joined the dock workers strike making it a general strike. Violence broke out and was only put down with help from the sailors of British naval ship HMS Calcutta. The unity brought upon by the strike was the first time of cooperation between the various ethnic groups of the time. Historian Brinsley Samaru says that the 1919 strikes seemed to indicate that there was a growing class consciousness after the war and this transcended racial feelings at times. However, in the 1920s, the collapse of the sugarcane industry, concomitant with the failure of the cocoa industry, resulted in widespread depression among the rural and agricultural workers in Trinidad and encouraged the rise of a labor movement. 
Conditions on the islands worsened in the 1930s with the onset of the Great Depression, with an outbreak of labor riots occurring in 1937 which resulted in several deaths. The labor movement aimed to unite the urban working class and agricultural labor class, the key figures being Arthur Cipriani, who led the Trinidad Labor Party TLP, Tubal Uriah Buzz Butler of the British Empire Citizens and Workers Home Rule Party, and Adrian Colarienzi, who led the Trinidad Citizens League, TCL, Oilfields Workers Trade Union, and All Trinidad Sugar Estates and Factory Workers Union. As the movement developed calls for greater autonomy from British colonial rule became widespread, this effort was severely undermined by the British Home Office and by the British-educated Trinidadian elite, many of whom were descended from the plantocracy class. Petroleum had been discovered in 1857 but became economically significant only in the 1930s and afterwards as a result of the collapse of sugarcane and cocoa and increasing industrialization. By the 1950s petroleum had become a staple in Trinidad's export market and was responsible for a growing middle class among all sections of the Trinidad population. The collapse of Trinidad's major agricultural commodities, followed by the depression and the rise of the oil economy, led to major changes in the country's social structure. The presence of American military bases in Chaguaramas and Camuto in Trinidad during World War II had a profound effect on society. The Americans vastly improved the infrastructure on Trinidad and provided many locals with well-paying jobs, however, the social effects of having so many young soldiers stationed on the island, as well as their often unconcealed racial prejudice, caused resentment. The Americans left in 1961. In the post-war period, the British began a process of decolonization across the British Empire. In 1945, universal suffrage was introduced to Trinidad and Tobago. Political parties emerged on the island, however these were largely divided along racial lines. Afro-Trinidadians and Tobagonians primarily supported the People's National Movement PNM, formed in 1956 by Eric Williams, with Indo-Trinidadians and Tobagonians mostly supporting the People's Democratic Party PDP, formed in 1953 by Bade Sagan Marriage, which later merged into the Democratic Labour Party DLP, in 1957. Britain's Caribbean colonies formed the West Indies Federation in 1958 as a vehicle for independence, however the Federation dissolved after Jamaica withdrew following a membership referendum in 1961. The government of Trinidad and Tobago subsequently chose to seek independence from the United Kingdom on its own. Trinidad and Tobago gained its independence from the United Kingdom on August 31, 1962. Elizabeth II remained head of state as Queen of Trinidad and Tobago, represented locally by Governor General Solomon Hochoi. Eric Williams of the People's National Movement, a noted historian and intellectual regarded by some as the father of the nation, became the first Prime Minister, serving in that capacity uninterrupted until 1981. The dominant figure in the opposition in the early independence years was opposition leader Rudranath Capildio of the Democratic Labour Party. The first speaker of the House of Representatives was Clytus Arnold Thomasosos and the first president of the Senate was J. Hamilton Maurice. The 1960s saw the rise of a black power movement inspired in part by the civil rights movement in the United States. Protests and strikes became common, with events coming to head in April 1970 when police shot dead a protester named Basil Davis. Fearing a breakdown of law and order, 
Prime Minister Williams declared a state of emergency and ordered that many of the black power leaders be arrested. Some army leaders who were sympathetic to the black power movement, notably Rafiq Shah and Rex LaSalle, attempted to mutiny, however, this was quashed by the Trinidad and Tobago Coast Guard. Williams and the PNM retained power, largely due to divisions in the opposition. In 1963, Tobago was struck by Hurricane Flora, which killed 30 people and resulted in enormous destruction across the island. Partly as a result of this, tourism came to replace agriculture as the island's primary source of income in the subsequent decades. On May 1, 1968, Trinidad and Tobago joined the Caribbean Free Trade Association, CARIFTA, which provided a continued economic, rather than political, linkage between the former British West Indies English-speaking countries after the West Indies Federation failed. On August 1, 1973, the country became a founding member state of CARIFTA's successor, the Caribbean Community, CARICOM, which is a political and economic union between several Caribbean countries and territories. Between the years 1972 and 1983, the country profited greatly from the rising price of oil and the discovery of vast new oil deposits in its territorial waters, resulting in an economic boom that substantially increased living standards. In 1976, the country became a republic within the Commonwealth, though it retained the Judicial Committee of the Privy Council as its final appellate court. The position of Governor-General was replaced with that of President Ellis Clark was the first to hold this largely ceremonial role. Tobago was granted limited self-rule with the creation of the Tobago House of Assembly in 1980. Williams died in 1981, being replaced by George Chambers who led the country until 1986. By this time, a fall in the price of oil had resulted in a recession, causing rising inflation and unemployment. The main opposition parties united under the banner of National Alliance for Reconstruction NAR, and won the 1986 Trinidad and Tobago general election with NAR leader A. N. R. Robinson becoming the new Prime Minister. Robinson was unable to hold together the fragile NAR coalition and his economic reforms, such as the implementation of an international monetary fund structural adjustment program and devaluation of currency led to social unrest. In 1990, 114 members of the Jamaat al-Muslimin, led by Yassin Abu Bakr, formerly known as Lennox Philip, stormed the Red House the seat of Parliament, and Trinidad and Tobago Television, the only television station in the country at the time, holding Robinson and country's government hostage for six days before surrendering. The coup leaders were promised amnesty, but upon their surrender, they were arrested, ultimately being released after protracted legal wrangling. The PNM under Patrick Manning returned to power following the 1991 Trinidad and Tobago general election. Hoping to capitalize on an improvement in the economy, Manning called an early election in 1995, however, this resulted in a hung parliament. Two NAR representatives backed the opposition United National Congress UNC, which had split off from the NAR in 1989, and they thus took power under Bastio Ponde, who became the country's first Indo-Trinidadian Prime Minister. After a period of political confusion caused by a series of inconclusive election results, Patrick Manning returned to power in 2001, retaining that position until 2010. In 2003, the country entered a second oil boom and petroleum, petrochemicals and natural gas continued to be the backbone of the economy. Tourism and the public service are the mainstay of the economy of Tobago, 
though authorities have attempted to diversify the island's economy. A corruption scandal resulted in Manning's defeat by the newly formed People's Partnership Coalition in 2010, with Kamala Persibasessor becoming the country's first female prime minister. However, corruption allegations bedeviled the new administration and the PP were defeated in 2015 by the PNM under Keith Raleigh. In August 2020, the governing People's National Movement won general election, earning the incumbent Prime Minister Keith Raleigh a second term in office. Trinidad and Tobago is situated between 10 degrees 2 minutes and 11 degrees 12 minutes north latitude and 60 degrees 30 minutes and 61 degrees 56 minutes west longitude, with the Caribbean Sea to the north, the Atlantic Ocean to the east and south, and the Gulf of Paria to the west. It is located in the far southeast of the Caribbean region, with the island of Trinidad being just 11 kilometers (6.8 miles) off the coast of Venezuela in mainland South America across the Columbus Channel. The islands are a physiographical extension of South America, covering an area of 5,128 square kilometers (1,980 square miles). The country consists of two main islands, Trinidad and Tobago, separated by a 20-mile strait, plus a number of much smaller islands, including Shikashikare, Manos, Huevos, Gaspar Grande, or Gaspari, Little Tobago, and St. Giles Island. Trinidad is 4,768 square kilometers, 1,841 square miles, in area, comprising 93% of the country's total area, with an average length of 80 kilometers 50 miles and an average width of 59 kilometers 37 miles. Tobago has an area of about 300 square kilometers 120 square miles or 5.8% of the country's area is 41 kilometers 25 miles long and 12 kilometers 7.5 miles at its greatest width. Trinidad and Tobago lie on the continental shelf of South America and are thus geologically considered to lie entirely in South America. The terrain of the islands is a mixture of mountains and plains. On Trinidad the northern range runs parallel with the north coast and contains the country's highest peak, El Cerro del Aripo, which is 940 meters 3080 feet, above sea level, and second highest, El Tukush, 936 meters 3071 feet. The rest of the island is generally flatter, excluding the Central Range and Montserrat Hills in the center of the island and the Southern Range and Trinity Hills in the south. The three mountain ranges determine the drainage pattern of Trinidad. The east coast is noted for its beaches, most notably Manzanilla Beach. The island contains several large swamp areas, such as the Caroni Swamp and the Nariva Swamp. Major bodies of water on Trinidad include the Hollis Reservoir, Nevet Reservoir, Caroni Reservoir. Trinidad is made up of a variety of soil types, the majority being fine sands and heavy clays. The alluvial valleys of the northern range and the soils of the east-west corridor are the most fertile. Trinidad is also notable for containing Pitch Lake, the largest natural reservoir of asphalt in the world. Tobago contains a flat plain in its southwest, with the eastern half of the island being more mountainous, culminating in Pigeon Peak, the island's highest point at 550 meters (1,800 feet). Tobago also contains several coral reefs off its coast. The majority of the population reside on the island of Trinidad, and this is thus the location of largest towns and cities. There are four major municipalities in Trinidad, the capital port of Spain, 
San Fernando, Arima, and Chiguanas. The main town on Tobago is Scarborough. The northern range consists mainly of Upper Jurassic and Cretaceous metamorphic rocks. The northern lowlands, the east, west corridor and Caroni Plain consist of younger shallow marine plastic sediments. South of this, the central range fold and thrust belt consists of Cretaceous and Eocene sedimentary rocks with Miocene formations along the southern and eastern flanks. The Naparima Plain and the Nariva Swamp form the southern shoulder of this uplift. The southern lowlands consist of Miocene and Pliocene sands, clays, and gravels. These overlie oil and natural gas deposits, especially north of the Los Bajos Fault. The southern range forms the third anticlinal uplift. The rocks consist of sandstones, shales, siltstones, and clays formed in the Miocene and uplifted in the Pleistocene. Oil sands and mud volcanoes are especially common in this area. Trinidad and Tobago has a maritime tropical climate. There are two seasons annually, the dry season for the first five months of the year and the rainy season in the remaining seven of the year. Winds are predominantly from the northeast and are dominated by the northeast trade winds. Unlike many Caribbean islands, Trinidad and Tobago lies outside the main hurricane alleys. Nevertheless, the island of Tobago was struck by Hurricane Flora on September 30, 1963. In the northern range of Trinidad, the climate is often cooler than that of the sweltering heat of the plains below due to constant cloud and mist cover and heavy rains in the mountains. Record temperatures for Trinidad and Tobago are 39 degrees Celsius, 102 degrees Fahrenheit for the high in Port of Spain and a low of 12 degrees Celsius, 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Because Trinidad and Tobago lies on the continental shelf of South America and in ancient times were physically connected to the South American mainland, its biological diversity is unlike that of most other Caribbean islands and has much more in common with that of Venezuela. The main ecosystems are coastal and marine, coral reefs, mangrove swamps, open ocean and seagrass beds, forest, freshwater, rivers and streams, karst, man-made ecosystems, agricultural land, freshwater dams, secondary forest, and savanna. On August 1, 1996, Trinidad and Tobago ratified the 1992 Rio Convention on Biological Diversity and it has produced a Biodiversity Action Plan and four reports describing the country's contribution to biodiversity conservation. These reports formally acknowledged the importance of biodiversity to the well-being of the country's people through provision of ecosystem services. Information about vertebrates is good with 472 bird species, two endemics, about 100 mammals, about 90 reptiles, a few endemics, about 30 amphibians, including several endemics, 50 freshwater fish, and at least 950 marine fish. Notable mammal species include the ocelot, West Indian manatee, collared peccary, known as the quink locally, red rump to goody, lap, red brocket deer, neotropical otter, weeper capuchin, and red howler monkey. There are also some 70 species of bat, including the vampire bat and fringe-lipped bat. The larger reptiles present include five species of marine turtles known to nest on the island's beaches, the green anaconda, the boa constrictor, and the spectacled caiman. There are at least 47 species of snakes including only four dangerous venomous species only in Trinidad and not in Tobago, lizards such as the green iguana, the Tupinambis cryptus and a few species of freshwater turtles and land tortoises are present. Of the amphibians, 
The golden tree frog and Trinidad poison frog are found in the highest peaks of Trinidad's northern range and nearby on Venezuela's Peria Peninsula. Marine life is abundant, with several species of sea urchin, coral, lobster, sea anemone, starfish, manta ray, dolphin, porpoise, and whale shark present in the island's waters. The introduced terwa is viewed as a pest as it eats many native species of fish and has no natural predators, efforts are currently underway to cull the numbers of this species. The country contains five terrestrial ecoregions, Trinidad and Tobago moist forests, Lesser Antillean dry forests, Trinidad and Tobago dry forests, Windward Island Syric scrub, and Trinidad mangroves. Trinidad and Tobago is noted particularly for its large number of bird species and is a popular destination for bird watchers. Notable species include the scarlet ibis, cockerico, egret, shiny cowbird, banana quit, oilbird, and various species of honeycreeper, trogon, toucan, parrot, tanager, woodpecker, antbird, kites, hawks, boobies, pelicans, and vultures. There are also 17 species of hummingbird, including the tufted coquette, which is the world's third smallest. Information about invertebrates is dispersed and very incomplete. About 650 butterflies, at least 672 beetles from Tobago alone, and 40 corals have been recorded. Other notable invertebrates include the cockroach, leafcutter ant, and numerous species of mosquitoes, termites, spiders, and tarantulas. Although the list is far from complete, 1,647 species of fungi, including lichens, have been recorded. The true total number of fungi is likely to be far higher, given the generally accepted estimate that only about 7% of all fungi worldwide have so far been discovered. A first effort to estimate the number of endemic fungi tentatively listed 407 species. Information about microorganisms is dispersed and very incomplete. Nearly 200 species of marine algae have been recorded. The true total number of microorganism species must be much higher. Thanks to a recently published checklist, plant diversity in Trinidad and Tobago is well documented with about 3,300 species, 59 endemic, recorded. Despite significant felling, forests still cover about 40% of the country and there are about 350 different species of tree. A notable tree is the manchineal which is extremely poisonous to humans and even just touching its sap can cause severe blistering of the skin. The tree is often covered with warning signs. The country had a 2019 Forest Landscape Integrity Index mean score of 6.62-10, ranking it 69th globally out of 172 countries. Threats to the country's biodiversity include overhunting and poaching, sea hunting hashtag Trinidad and Tobago, habitat loss and fragmentation, particularly due to forest fires and land clearance for quarrying, agriculture, squatting, housing and industrial development and road construction, water pollution, and introduction of invasive species and pathogens. Trinidad and Tobago is a republic with a two-party system and a bicameral parliamentary system based on the Westminster system. The head of state of Trinidad and Tobago is the president, currently Christine Kangaloo. This largely ceremonial role replaced that of the Governor General, representing the monarch of Trinidad and Tobago, upon Trinidad and Tobago's becoming a republic in 1976. The head of government is the Prime Minister, currently Keith Rowley. The president is elected by an electoral college consisting of the full membership of both houses of parliament. 
Following a general election, which takes place every five years, the president appoints as prime minister the person who has the support of a majority in the House of Representatives. This has generally been the leader of the party which won the most seats in the election, except in the case of the 2001 general elections. Since 1980, Tobago has also had its own elections, separate from the general elections. In these elections, members are elected and serve in the unicameral Tobago House of Assembly. Parliament consists of the Senate, 31 seats, and the House of Representatives, 41 seats, plus the Speaker. The members of the Senate are appointed by the President. 16 government senators are appointed on the advice of the Prime Minister. Six opposition senators are appointed on the advice of the Leader of the Opposition, currently Kamla Persid Bassessor, and nine independent senators are appointed by the President to represent other sectors of civil society. The 41 members of the House of Representatives are elected by the people for a maximum term of five years in a first-past-the-post system. Trinidad is split into 14 regions and municipalities, consisting of nine regions and five municipalities, which have a limited level of autonomy. The various councils are made up of a mixture of elected and appointed members. Elections are held every three years. Tobago is administered by the Tobago House of Assembly. The country was formerly divided into counties. The two main parties are the People's National Movement PNM, and the United National Congress UNC. Support for these parties appears to fall along ethnic lines with the PNM consistently obtaining a majority of Afro-Trinidadian vote and the UNC gaining a majority of Indo-Trinidadian support. Several smaller parties also exist. As of the August 2020 general elections, there were 19 registered political parties. These include the Progressive Empowerment Party, Trinidad Humanity Campaign, New National Vision, Movement for Social Justice, Congress of the People, Movement for National Development, Progressive Democratic Patriots, National Coalition for Transformation, Progressive Party, Independent Liberal Party, Democratic Party of Trinidad and Tobago, National Organization of We the People, Unrepresented People's Party, Trinidad and Tobago Democratic Front, the National Party, One Tobago Voice, and Unity of the Peoples. The Trinidad and Tobago Defense Force, TTDF, is the military organization responsible for the defense of the Twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. It consists of the Regiment, the Coast Guard, the Air Guard, and the Defense Force Reserves. Established in 1962 after Trinidad and Tobago's independence from the United Kingdom, the TTDF is one of the largest military forces in the Anglophone Caribbean. Its mission statement is to defend the sovereign good of the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago, contribute to the development of the national community and support the state in the fulfillment of its national and international objectives. The Defense Force has been engaged in domestic incidents such as the Jamit al-Muslimin coup attempt and international missions such as the United Nations mission in Haiti between 1993 and 1996. In 2019, Trinidad and Tobago signed the UN Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons.